Hello, friends. Welcome back to tonight's broadcast. If you are watching this broadcast when it's premiering, I want you to like and share the broadcast. We're honored that you've joined us. This is actually our second week with Pastor John Heiss of Wellspring yeah. Fellowship. And uh, we call these interactions called conversations. Yeah. Uh, if, you, if you missed last week's broadcast, I encourage you. We were just uh, kind of talking about Psalm 27, tw- tw- uh, tw- Psalm 2514. 2514. <laughs> <laughs> it slipped my mind. I wanted to just, just double check. And, 27 uh, is very good. And we, we kind of started there just talking about the counsel of the Lord. Yeah. So uh, it was just a, a beautiful time of just kind of exploring yeah. what God is saying. But I want to read Acts, the 15th chapter. And this is often referred to, it is the Jerusalem Council. Yes. The apostles have met. And uh, this is what it says. And this is uh, uh, James. And I'll, I'll read it. I'll start in verse 13. Acts 15, 13. After they had become silent, James answered, uh, brothers, listen to me. And this is James, the brother of Jesus, not Mm -hmm. the other James. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Simon has declared how God first visited Gentiles to take from among them a people for his name. With this, the words the prophet agree, as it is written, after this, I will return and I will rebuild the tabernacle of David, which has fallen, and I will rebuild its ruins and I will set it up, and the rest of of men may seek the Lord, and all the Gentiles who are called by my name, says the Lord, Mm. who does all these things, known to God are all his works since the beginning of the world. So I want to uh, throw that your way Mm. as we begin our our part two here together of conversations, because I believe it's full of implications there, but you have been a worship leader, right? right? Since he even began in ministry. That's right. Still lead worship, yeah. uh, has a worship school yeah. in Africa yeah. that's launching off. Yeah. So what, I'll just let you, what do you, what, what do you think that verse means and how do you oh, think wow. it's implied today? I know it's a loaded question. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, the Tabernacle of David is a, <clears throat> is a house. It's his house. Of course, they lived in houses in those days. Of course, back in the time of David, of course, he... Uh, uh, you know, it also referred to a family. But the thing about the tabernacle of David that stood out, if you compare it to Moses, is the fact that, that there was all this worship, you know, and instrumentals and, and songwriting and creativity. You know, with Moses, the creativity was expressed in, in Bezalel. You know, the spirit of the Lord was on him. Mm-hmm. But it was in crafting artwork, you know, and things in, with materials, mm-hmm. jewels and gold and mm-hmm. silver and stuff. But with David, it was crafting music and psalms. And, you know, the legacy of David was the psalms and prayer. Mm-hmm. So it was, a, it was just, it was a place of worship. So when I first stepped into uh, my uh, salvation in the late 70s, uh, it was, we stepped right into a move of God. It, well, actually, mid-70s. We just stepped into the move of God in music and creativity. Mm. And all this music was being written. Right. All this new music was being written. We're hearing stuff. And a guy named Keith Green. And uh-huh. you know what I mean? Yeah, stuff yeah, like yeah. that. Right. And, uh, and uh, others, you know. 
and all, and we were writing music. I mean, the moment we stepped into, the moment I stepped into Salvation, my and it was my freshman year of college, right before my freshman year, I stepped into a church, we were all writing music together. Wow. Every one of it, and recording it. Mm. Just It just started happening, and, and I, I used to play with a tape recorders, you know what I mean, and right. do stuff. But it was like we stepped into this, this creativity that was tied in with worship and we were writing new songs. Mm. And, uh, and, and, this, and it's, a rest, it's interesting that he says here, I'm gonna restore this because there's something about, um, I guess they had lost something, you know? Mm -hmm. It was more than just the kingdom, you know, the kingdom of David being restored. I right. think it had to do with what he was all about. The Renaissance. The Renaissance, right? yes. I mean, that's when you hear, you hear about Renaissance, you see about the, the creativity, the arts, and all going and drama and stuff like that. And, and so that's sort of been a defining thing for me my whole life. I wow. mean, you know, even, even in areas of creativity and the arts that I didn't go to school for, was trained for, God said, I'm just going to give you stuff. Mm. To, to do and so we've just done that worship um, our whole lives and um, from the very beginning it's amazing it's amazing well, what, what I, I'm thinking out loud here David is also a prophet and he sees into the future right. and he you know we know he puts the, the Ark of the Covenant the tent and he in and the Bible says he has skilled musicians worshiping right. the Lord 24 hours a day, seven, seven. seven days a week, but that creative edge. And uh, I was thinking of two things, how personally I've always been drawn to this worship thing. Mm -hmm. it, when I say worship thing, sounds and notes and beautiful songs. Right. And, I, and I even remember, even today, I, I, I've said it many times, that most of my time with the Lord, even this morning, I had a two and a half hour ride coming up here. And most of it was just spent worshiping. Yeah. And, yeah. and I found just like, there's things that I'm inquiring of the Lord of, but it always comes out of that place of worship. It's like, Amen. the Lord's like, give me that worship first, Amen. in a sense. And, first, and right. we'll, 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 we'll get to the other stuff that you want to know about. Yeah. And, uh, but I still remember, even as a child growing up in Assembly of God Church, I remember hearing the hymns. Yeah. And I also remember, though, when I began to hear the worship songs. Right. That's right. I remember, I think, Awesome God. Yep. Yeah. And I yep. remember my heart jumping out at that. Yes. And like, yes. oh, my gosh. Yes. This is different. This is like, yes. and I'm not necessarily a worship leader, but I remember my heart coming out of that. And I want to connect it with something. Yeah, sure. Maybe the Lord spoke to me about 15 years ago, and he said, one of the things I want to do in the earth is make the worship of my people attractive to the world. Mm. Wow. And yeah. I live with this conviction that the enemy can't create anything. Mm -hmm. He can only distort, distort what God already intended. Yeah. So what, what is, in a sense, is that something you, you think is on God's agenda? Do you mm. think, because I, I just think that we 
sometimes the, the, the best represent when I say the most excellent representations, I, I, I'm sad to say sometimes they're in the world system and so believers right. look to try and as at a model right. where I felt like we were always supposed to model these things, right. not just in the arts, but we're talking about the arts now, but in every right. area of this being creative people, right. sounds and notes and, right. and things that people like, that's the most extraordinary music I ever heard. I got to listen to that even though I don't like the, I don't necessarily agree with the mess. I, there's, a, there's a sound that's drawing me. Amen. Yeah. Yeah, there's, there is definitely a sound. And, and you know what's interesting that, that in, in the beginning, I was just thinking, uh, just looking back and just kind of getting some perspective. Mm -hmm. In the beginning, people always seemed to want to say, this Christian artist sound was a kind of a clone of that particular, you know what I mean, non-Christian artist. Oh, yeah, right, exactly. So they would be a certain way. You know? Right. And... And you, I felt like that was overly, you know, trying to push it, sometimes push it a little bit too hard. Mm -hmm. I don't think some of these people were trying to be like anybody, but they just happened to, you know what I'm saying, because of, yes. because of where they grew up. I mean, you know, like I said, Keith Green, born in Southern California, you know, right. saved right, in right, Southern right, Canyon, right. California. So he's right there at that time. Now, he wasn't Billy Joel who grew up in Long Island down the road from me, right, you know, right. I mean, down in that area, right. different things. But, but at the same time, there was that expression, you know. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I think that I think that there's something unique in more than just musical style. There's something more in just the heart and in the song and things like that that really matter where, you know, and that's why I try to encourage Anybody that I'm working with, you, you, you get, you give them the tools, you give them the basic stuff, and then God does that with us. He gives us the foundational tools right. in our life and our walk with the Lord, the presence of the Holy Spirit, and then the Holy Spirit develops this unique flavor. This right. he he develops this identity so that you that you uh, and something that pleases Him in the heavenly places. I mean. That's the other thing, too, is that God loves our music. He loves to hear us. Mm -hmm. He loves that, you know. That's kind of hard to think because you think if you go to heaven and God's listening to some music, it's like disconnected from earth. It's right, some right. kind of like, yeah, 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 yeah. No, some kind of sound saying, vibrations, yeah. you know. Yeah. Speaking, <laughs> speak, no, just speaking of worship now, yeah. then, Tabernacle of David, yeah. rebuilding in the earth, how do you see them merging? Because around the world we know people totally disconnected with each other but connect with the Holy Spirit. Right. I think we're just supposed to pray and worship. And yeah. we have the beautiful thing of God rebuilding the house of prayer right. in the earth. And how do you see that merging with new creative expressions, worship and prayer, intercession, being part of what God is doing in the earth, because I also believe that's one of the things that this verse is talking about. Amen. Yeah, because it, he says in, in uh, James says in verse 17, it says that the, the remnant or the, the people may seek the Lord. Mm -hmm. So one of the things about worship and intercession and prayer um, and, and worship is that you're seeking the Lord. That's like your purpose. Mm -hmm. And when that purpose uh, well, that purpose is released mm. in a people. 
um, it builds something lasting. Mm. It builds something. You know, what God maybe really wanted to have happen, that maybe didn't happen, is really now happening. Mm -hmm. And I think, I think part of that expression, too, I was thinking about, too, is that, is that um, like, it, 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 teaching, the Bible teaching, and I, I love teaching. I love studying the Word. I mm -hmm. love hearing teaching. I've listened to hours and hours and hours and hours and hours of teaching. But the church was modeled. It wasn't Tabernacle David model. It was teaching model. It was right, like right, Moses. Yeah. I mean, awesome teaching. And you'd get, uh, you know, a lot of teaching. But, and you get a whole bunch of other stuff. But there <laughs> oh wasn't a lot of worship. You know, there right. wasn't a lot of prayer. Right. You kind of did your thing and kind of did it. And so there's been... This I, is when you grew... When, when you, I was when growing up, yeah, yeah. And everything was so emphasized. The teaching model. Yeah, and even the way the church was designed, the pulpit was this big thing, which was a basically a lectern, which you get in a, if you're giving a lecture. Right. And so then you lose that. Then, so I feel like there's been a huge shift. Uh-huh. A huge shift over the past generations over towards this, the revelation of the word in worship, in music, right. in prayer, in intercession. Right. You're getting, you're getting stuff from the throne. But I, it's I agree. I think, um, obviously, some of my background, you know, faith comes by hearing, yes. and hearing by the word of God. And I've heard people say, you don't get faith by worship. I actually think when the worship is grounded in, in the, the word... word Faith does get built because you're singing the word. Absolutely. And so it, it's emerging because, and, and just knowing yes. some of your background, I think what, what your experience was, the office of the teacher was being really emphasized by God. Yes, And I think this is, when we speak about this restoration, I think what we're seeing, and it's not just a restoration of the tabernacle of David, even though that's where we started. Yes. I think it's a restoration of how the teaching of the word is supposed to work together with yes. worship and intercession, how yes. um, apostol all these things work yes. together, but it doesn't discount this constant seeking of the Lord through worship and prayer. Amen. Just because you're doing it doesn't take away the teaching of the word. No. It all flows it together. It all flows together. And I believe that's how it was supposed to function. Yeah, well, prophets, okay, favorite scripture about that. Acts chapter 13, one, which says in, in, you know, in Antioch, there were prophets and teachers. Right. They were together. Okay, the prophets represent the dynamic word of the Lord. Right. And worship. They, you know, if you're going to look at a worship leader in the, in, in the Bible, you're going to look to a prophet. Right. You're going to see a prophet doing worship leading. Right. The, you know, the first examples of the use of music were prophets. Now, now here, here's just a question. I'll let you keep going. Yeah. Do you think... Most worship leaders are are office of the prophet. Yes, That's, yeah, I think absolutely. So too. I and think I, in right context. I think in be. the right context, yeah. absolutely. The prayer leaders, intercessors, like that. Again, you could almost say, yeah, priest. You know, kind of a sense mm -hmm. of a priest right. prayer. But at the same time, this thing about a prophet, the dynamic. Uh, that's what I taught in Africa last, uh, you know, last year in April. I said, where do you find a worship leader? You find him in the 
office of the, you find them profits there. That's where you find them. Mm -hmm. And so, so you have this dynamic of the prophet and teacher mm. with the apostle, you know, the apostles, obviously the foundational working there, but that's where the dynamic was going in the church. And I'm, I'm all for that. And that's, that gives you the, the, well, you can also get into the Greek words, logos and rhema, mm -hmm. but you know, you, if you want some Rhema mixed in, you know, but I sing, we sang a lot of, and that's the other thing. I memorized most of my scriptures through songs. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> it's, Interesting. It's because it's yeah, easy yeah. to, it's right, easy right, to memorize. Constantly, constantly singing them. Constantly singing the singing them. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I thank God for that. And, and I'd like to see more of that, you know, for people, new generations just memorizing. Right. Right. What, well, I, I, just, I think there's like, a, we started in Acts 15 again. Yes. And I, I'm just seeing like this picture emerge. And I think I often say that God speaks in conversations like this. Yeah. And I think Tabernacle of David, one dimension of that is 24-hour worship and prayer, going before the throne, but also uh, that they may seek the Lord and seeking. Now, if you're just watching this, I, I just mm. throw it to wow. maybe just in a sense, a believer watching this, not necessarily a leader, I find that they may seek the Lord. And then we talked about the creative end of it. I find my greatest creativity as a person comes from my lifestyle of worship. Amen. And that there's a creative expression that God wants to give every believer, but it's, it, it, it has to be tied to the foundation of a lifestyle of worship and prayer. Amen. And when I say creative, I mean ideas, insights, right, right. concepts to your particular assignment. Whatever your, yes. Whatever your assignment is, there's a creative aspect to it. And creative means you get to see it like God. You have insight like God. Amen. You operate like God in that place, but it's got to come from that heart posture. Amen. Yeah. Amen. And I see that as a door opening effect that... Um, that you've got these doorkeepers. <laughs> I just feel that there's like a doorkeeper anointing um, in the scripture and the word of God that you don't necessarily, again, have to be like a musician or an artist or mm -hmm. whatever, but like there's something in worship that God opens up doors and insights into things that takes you into the purposes of God for yes. you. Yeah. That comes in that worship tabernacle of David that's that's just coming up and forward. I mean, I just I just see that happening. I think that's when David got a lot of ideas. I mean, we found out that David uh, David took up the heart before he took up the sword. Yeah. So he had to get something. Right, right. God right. prepared him for battle with his harp. What that is it's an interesting point about David's life and yeah. I think it's David, type and shadow, throne of David, yeah. that in that place of worship, even though this was the primary pursuit of his life, he, he built significant things. He built a temple yes. for the Lord. He advanced the nation of Israel yes. to take land that was, that was rightfully theirs. Yes. So I think, again, there's this emphasis, not just for, oh, you're an intercessor or you're a worship leader. I think in that posture of worship, he he gives us this biblical example of someone who 
who left eternal things on the earth Amen. and did things, you know. Amen. So. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Awesome. Wow. And, and, and I just, again, I'm, I'm thinking of Pentecost too. Uh, Pentecost, when, when the Holy Spirit fell, um, what happened? It was a sound. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sound. We don't know. They say it was a rushing mighty wind. Right. But it was a sound. Yeah. And um, there was flashes of fire. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's pretty intense. That's pretty visual. That's pretty... Yeah. You hear what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. And, and then they began to speak, and they began to speak in a diversity of language and, you know, expression. We don't see what they were actually doing. They don't tell us that. But, mm. but that's a, it's a dynamic of, uh, of glory, <laughs> of glory that I believe the church is his inheritance. Yeah. Um, we heard a lot. I just feel like that's another aspect that that's, I feel like the Holy Spirit's been restoring to the church and bringing in is a sense of glory mm. that comes. Corporate glory. Corporate glory, where yeah. God shows up in the midst of his people with all this glory, and it comes in, it, it may come in gold dust, it may come with jewels, it may come with feathers, right, it right. may come with just a, <clears throat> uh, just a sense of, I, I heard tremendous testimonies about like a haze, I mean, in Pentecost, we were reading about Pentecost in Azusa Street. There was such a heavy haze mm. on, the, on the ground. People were just getting healed sovereignly and powerfully because of the, the glory that just sat in that place. Mm-hmm. Now, th- this, this is interesting now because I'm thinking, because we've been talking yeah. about this. <laughs> we've got to go to everywhere with this stuff. Yeah, yeah. But, but I think it's But I think it. It, it hits something. It reminds me of something. When you talked about the glory, ideas, insights, creativity, yeah. coming from that primary place of seeking the Lord, I remember years ago I had this vision. I actually shared it uh, just a few weeks ago in Zambia. Oh, cool. I hadn't shared it in a while. I was sharing it with business leaders. The glory of the Lord came, and it was like this biology-looking college lab. And the, the students recognize his presence, kind of we're bowing before the Lord, so they all like come down. But then when kind of the glory starts to kind of, in a sense, lift, when we're talking mm-hmm. about glory, tangible glory, mm-hmm. they come up and one person's like, I, I got an idea for the solution for cancer. Yes. I got this insight yes. for this disease. I yes. got this understanding. Yes. So there's this dimension of understanding yes. as our focus is upward. On the Lord. And so I... I believe there's this understanding that the Lord wants to give his people as we give ourselves to this place of worship, prayer, intercession. And uh, now I'm even thinking just even many years ago when I started having the, the privilege of ministering to leaders, the Lord said to me, tell them to worship more and work less. Amen. Amen. So, Amen. Amen. I'll, I'll share one more thing. I don't know how we're doing for time. Yeah. But we, we went, I went to school. God told me specifically go to school at a school in Princeton, New Jersey area right. called Westminster. My, my then future wife, Mary Ann, mm. worked at the seminary library. Mm. And the Princeton Seminary Library is the largest seminary library in the world. 
Best library ever. I've Huge. Been there. Yeah. Just floors and floors and floors of books. Yeah. I love to read. I love books. I love all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay? But one thing that the Lord taught me in those days, because I saw what the students, I got, we got to meet some of the students, and we saw the impact of the dead letter on people. Mm. And how God can teach you. I just feel like there has to be that dynamic. You have you, you to. You see what yeah. I'm saying? There's got to be that dynamic. Especially in, 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 in pursuits like that. Yeah, yeah, because you can just, you just need that time with the Lord and prayer and in worship. And once you kind of get that, I guess it's like you get that, that balance mm-hmm. in your life where I just don't, I just don't think we realize Would just he, how out of balance the church has been. You, you know, uh, the phrase that just hit me, my own academic background and studies yeah. is, uh, intellect with a relevatory spirit mm-hmm. produces brilliance in the earth. Amen. Then that's true brilliance. Yeah. No, that's true brilliance. I mean, the Apostle Paul. Yeah. You know, the equivalent, right, yes. To, yes. to a PhD, and he's, yeah. he's got that intellect, brilliance. So, well, we are winding down. We've got about two minutes here. <laughs> okay. We've been, this is conversation. This so is blessed, we, though. It's really st- awesome. We started with Acts 15, and uh, first of all, I just want to tell you, I love you. I appreciate you. I love these conversations yeah, that we have just it. about the things of the Lord. But we, we were talking about the rebuilding of the tabernacle of David Amen. in our time. Amen. And I think one of the things, obviously, the Lord is clearly pulling out of this conversation, if we're just processing out mm. loud, is this, that in the primacy of Psalm 27, 4, Amen. one thing that we desire, that will we see. Amen. Seek, there's understanding and wisdom. And I believe it's been a theme on both of these broadcasts. Mm -hmm. So I want you to pray for those watching that there would be a grace release. And this is what I do know, said it many, many times, that that which God requires of us, he gives us the power to do. Amen. So um, when we're doing this, it's not in our own strength. I want you to pray for the people to lean into the strength that God already wants to give them to pursue God. And then as he does, I just see, and this is what I've seen probably at least over the last six or seven years, unprecedented wisdom and revelation to God's people. Amen. Amen. Lord, we just pray, Lord, for the, the continual rebuilding of the tabernacle of David in all of our lives. Yeah. Lord God, that you said that that was the primary like focus of the early church to rebuild that tabernacle, to restore its ruins, to bring about the glory that was there at that time. And and Lord, we just pray, Lord God, for these purposes that people are carrying, Lord, the hearts, their desires, their 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 assignments in the Lord. Yes, Lord. Whatever those assignments are. There is, a, there is a working of Holy Spirit to restore that place of fellowship and, and glory and worship and insight and wisdom to bring about great and mighty things that God is going to do in our lives, whether, whether, whatever God has called us to do. And Lord, we celebrate the diversity. We celebrate the goodness of God. We celebrate the glory of God that just takes so many different forms 
and places. And we just thank you for that. We thank you for Abner. We thank you for his heart for worship. Mm-hmm. We thank you. I have an experience with Abner one time. And Lord, uh, I'll never forget it, Lord God. We were in Switzerland and there was such a glory there. And so I know his heart is there. So Father, I just bless that. I bless it in, in everyone that uh, is uh, observing this, is watching this, this sense of God's glory and purpose in their lives. Yeah. In Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Guys, we're honored that you've joined Hallelujah. us. Thank you for joining us tonight. Mm. God bless you. We'll see you next week. Amen.